In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three, and One who comes in order that we might see the dawning light of Christ in our world. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, around 2006, there started to be a sort of national cultural question for us in the United States. And that national cultural question was around a movie that was produced in 1998. And, and in 2006, you can, you can look back and you, you can start to see this question being asked in Google searches. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And uh, who knows why this became one of our sort of national questions that we started to ask ourselves, especially uh, why did it start in 2006, well after the movie came out. But it did become a question, a question if this movie, which if you don't know the movie, is basically a cop movie about this guy named John McClane who is called to Nakatomi Plaza. And there he is called to rescue some people that are hostages. Why that question became the question that, that we started asking ourselves, we don't know. But it's a question that you have likely heard. It's maybe even a question that you have some sense of an answer to. Maybe you're in the, the camp that says, absolutely, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Or maybe you're in the camp that says, Die Hard is absolutely not a Christmas movie. And a few of you are in the camp of, what on earth is Die Hard? And that's okay. We'll, we'll try to limp, limp you along through this sermon. And the question comes up because Die Hard is, it has some connection with Christmas, at the very least. There are 22 scenes in Die Hard that have some connection to something Christmassy. Those 22 scenes, in those 22 scenes, one of them is really interesting and sort of a meta thing in this whole question of if Die Hard is really a Christmas movie or not. And, and that question is if Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis is really a Christmas song. But if you include Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis as a Christmas song, there is mention and playing of three different Christmas tunes in Die Hard. There are uh, the, the simple fact that uh, John McClane is called to Nakatomi Plaza on Christmas Eve in itself seems to bear witness to the, the idea, at least, the notion that this could be a Christmas movie. But, but probably more than any of that, the data that we have on, uh, on Die Hard seems to sort of at least direct us in a way that, that at least the crowd, the hive mind of our culture has deemed it a Christmas movie because when you look at Twitter, at Google, and at streaming services, we're talking about and playing Die Hard more in December than what we are in any other month. And so there's a notion 
that this movie about a cop who goes and rescues some people is a Christmas movie. But of course, there are also the detractors. There's the people that are on the other side of the fence, and, and they say, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. That Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, well, for one reason, because it has a rather unchristmassy R rating. And that, eh, well, maybe we don't like our Christmas movies having R ratings. And so Die Hard and Krampus are both out. And, uh, and then we, we have, you know, kind of this, this issue of, you know, that, that there's just not any sense of, you know, sort of a, a good a feeling, a really kind of a squishy feeling of goodwill for all of humanity that we like to have, we like to see in our Christmas movies. And, and uh, there's, uh, there is mention of Jesus' name, at least, except it's not really necessary in the way that we want that to be in a Christmas movie. And so we're on both sides of the fence on how we understand if this movie is worthy of being called a Christmas movie. And the reason that we're having the argument is that there's a lot in there that doesn't seem to be Christmassy. There's a lot in there that seems to be ugly. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of cursing. There's a lot of stuff that we feel is just not right for Christmas. Because Christmas is supposed to be a time where all is shiny and bright. Christmas is supposed to be a time when everything is wrapped up in gift wrap. Christmas is supposed to be a time when everything is okay. And because of that, we sort of gravitate over to the Hallmark Channel. And, and we, we start watching those things. And we start to imagine what our lives would be like if only we could have those neat little conclusions at the ends of our movie. And there's a sense of that in this Christmas, for sure. This Christmas in, in which we're dealing with a pandemic. This Christmas in which we're, we're possibly not able to see family members that we would normally see over, over this time. This Christmas in which uh, those who are on the front lines of this thing are, are definitely more in harm's way than what they ever have been before. Uh, they, there's kind of the, these questions about the, that this is this really Christmas? And so because of that, we're, we're starting off a sermon series today that, that it's called, it's going to last us through uh, both Advent and, and then finally the, the celebration of Christmas, which is uh, 12 days after Christmas Day. Uh, and and we're, we're calling the whole mess of it Ugly Christmas beautiful Christ. And the whole reason for that is that in a lot of ways, what we have to do in order to really get to a point where, where we understand and we celebrate Christmas is that we have to address the ugliness. We have to address the ugliness in the world around us. We have to address the ugliness in our relationships. We have to address the ugliness in our addictions. We have to address the ugliness in our sins. We have to address the ugliness in the things that have gone wrong. We have to address the ugliness in the things that just seem like they're not right. And when we address those things, we, we start to see the light of Christ shining brightly in the midst of them.
because it's when when we see the darkness that we see how much impact the light really has. And that's kind of the sense of what's going on in this uh, section of Isaiah that we read just a little while ago. This section of Isaiah, which if you're tracking along in the book of Isaiah, is at the end of the book of Isaiah. And so uh, because it's at the end of the book of Isaiah, we know that what he's doing is he's sort of forecasting, he's prophesying, he's saying, this is what it's going to be like when Israel comes back from their exile. They've been exiled off in Babylon, and, and he's, he's forecasting what it will be like when Israel comes back from that place. And, and this is supposed to be kind of a joyous moment, which is strange because we read Isaiah 64, and it doesn't really look all that joyous right away. It, it doesn't look like something where the people of Israel are, are clapping and jumping and they're super happy. Instead, this is a moment of, of repentance. It's a moment of asking God to rend the heavens and come down. It's a moment of uh, figuring out, okay, we have not called upon God in the past, and we will probably not do that in the future but we're still asking God for his mercy. We're still asking God that he would show up in our lives. And that's what's happening here in this moment where Isaiah is prophesying about what it means for people who live in darkness to see light, to see hope, to see a moment in which they understand that the world around them is dark because of their own sins and because of the sins of others. You know, in some ways, when you watch the Die Hard movie, one of the things that you recognize in that movie is that there are a whole bunch of hostages in that movie. And in, in a lot of ways, that's who we should really be identifying with in that movie when we look at it kind of theologically. That who we are in this world is that we are not John McClane, but rather that we have been taken hostage. And we've been taken hostage by the, the sins that other people have committed, the sins of people like Adam and Eve, the, people, uh, the sins of people like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the sins of people like Paul and Peter, the sins of all of humanity have made our world dark. Even, even the greatest of our heroes in the Bible, well, they get things wrong. They mess things up. Even the most righteous of people, if they are not Jesus in the scriptures, even the most righteous are not entirely righteous. And that's the case for us. Isaiah says that even our righteous deeds, even the most righteous things that we do, are as filthy rags to God. And we need to sit with that a little while because we, we kind of know that, well, the most filthy things that we do, well, those things we know that those are as filthy rags to God. We're, we're kind of okay with that. We're like, okay, God, I get that my worst sins, that those are like filthy rags to you. 
I get that my worst addictions are like filthy rags to you. I get that my worst self-justifications are as filthy rags to you. I get that all of the bad stuff that I do that even I recognize as bad, I get that those things, those things are, are as filthy rags. But that's not what Isaiah is talking about. What Isaiah is talking about is our best things, our hallmark Christmas movie moments. Well, those things are bad. Our family get-togethers are bad. Our best present to that person who we love the most is still unrighteous, is still not worthy of being called something that God would say, well, well, did you see this? Even those things are as filthy rags to God. And because even those things are as filthy rags to God, we are left in a hostage situation, a hostage situation in which we need a hero. We need somebody who is going to come and save us. We need somebody who is going to be the dawning light in the midst of our darkness. Somebody who is going to come and he is going to take us who are hostages and bring us out of Nakatomi Plaza. Someone who is going to defeat the bad guys. Somebody who is going to kill them dead. And take us away from that place and into our home. So I don't know if you agree that Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. But I would suggest to you that at the very least, it's an Advent movie. Because that's what Advent is all about these four weeks leading up to Christmas. It's all about recognizing that we are hostages to our own sins. It's about recognizing that none of our righteous deeds, no matter how we wrap them up and tie bows around them, are worth anything to God. but how we do have a Savior and how that Savior has promised to come and rescue us from the hostage situation that we live in so that we might live with him in joy and peace and even complete righteousness forever and ever. So may you this week go into a dark world and may you recognize that darkness for what it is, but may you bring with you the shining light of Christ who has come to be your hero and set you free. Amen.